This is the second season, 16th episode of Choice. My experience building relationship with God. Speaking about another benefit of fostering, nurturing, establishing a personal relationship with our Heavenly Father through Yeshua Jesus is getting to understand, getting to know the role of the Holy Spirit. Inserting a little caveat before I go any further, I'm going to restate what Jonathan Kahn shared in regards to the name of Yeshua. In Hebrew, the word for salvation is Yeshua. Yeshua in English is the name Jesus. Understand, as I talk with you in regards to this particular episode and other episodes that are yet to come, there are times that I will use Yeshua or Jesus or Yeshua Jesus. Understand, I am still speaking of one and the same person. That is the Messiah. Now, moving forward, I want to share with you some scriptures out of the New King James Version. And I'm going to start with the book of John, the 14th chapter, reading 12, verses 12 through 18. And it's in red, so this is Yeshua, Jesus speaking. Most assuredly, I say to you, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. The next scripture is out of John, chapter 16, 5, verses 5 through 15. This is also in red lettering, uh, which denotes that it's Yeshua, Jesus speaking. 
But now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, well, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. The next scripture is out of Acts chapter 2, 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now understand, this was after Yeshua Jesus had ascended to the Father, our Heavenly Father. He gave the disciples the instruction to go to Jerusalem and wait there. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, 
they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The next scripture I'm going to share with you is out of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and I'm just going to read verse 19. This is Paul talking with the Corinthians. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? And you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Okay, so I've laid down the scriptural foundation that shows us in God's word that it was definitely Yeshua Jesus because he was leaving, returning to the Father, that he wasn't going to leave us orphaned. But he said in his word, the word that's the word out of the words that I just shared, that he was sending a helper and he needed to return so he could send the helper. And not only he would send the helper, his word shares what the helper would do. Also, it, uh, he also shared in his word that I shared with you where the helper, the Holy Spirit, lives. He lives in us. Hallelujah. And this is absolutely evident when the disciples who were with him for those three years, gleaning and learning and being taught by the Messiah himself, by Yeshua, by Jesus. When the time came and the Messiah ascended to the Father, our Heavenly Father, and because they were obedient, and they did what he said for them to do, which was to go to Jerusalem and wait. They received, as in the scriptures that I shared with you, the Holy Spirit that Yeshua, that Jesus had promised, would come. I can tell you this. The gospel, the good news, all that Yeshua did, all that the disciples heard from him, saw him do, then replicated, would not have been possible once Yeshua returned 
to the Father, our Heavenly Father, without the infilling of the Helper, of the Holy Spirit. Which, when you look in John 6, 7, 16, John, the book of John 16, 7 in the Amplified, breaks down the word helper as comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener. These are just some of the characteristics of the helper, the Holy Spirit. He is also the spirit of truth, and he also provides us with power. Not power like to lift heavy things or anything. This kind of power, using the Greek word dunamis, meaning power, potential, or ability. It is this dunamis, this power that from the Holy Spirit indwelling us, like I shared in God's Word out of First Corinthians six nineteen that says that our bodies house the Holy Spirit. So this power, this dunamis that the Holy Spirit gives us when he indwells us is the power to take the gospel to the ends of the earth, to be witnesses of the Messiah, of the Christ, to share the gospel, the good news of the gift of salvation and to do so to tell others about him regardless of the consequences. And we can see this totally played out in what happened right after the Holy Spirit appeared as cloven tongues and lit upon each of those 120 that was in the place where they were waiting as they were instructed. Because after they received the infilling of the Holy Spirit, they went out and there was a mixed multitude. The word talks about a mixed multitude. It was a time of the harvest festival. And so there were mixed multitudes in Jerusalem. And God's word tells us, gives us an account of what the disciples, once they were filled, what happened. In Acts chapter 2, verse 14, it says, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, 
Let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved." And when you go ahead and you read continuously through Acts chapter 2, it eventually comes to the place where now when they heard this, when the men, the mixed multitude in verse 37 of Acts chapter 2 in the New King James Version says, now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart because understand God's word is quick and powerful, is sharper than a two-edged sword, quickly dividing soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and is a discerner of the hearts of men, of mankind. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. For you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And it goes on to say in verse 40 of chapter 2 of Acts, in the New King James Version, and with many other words, Peter testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly receive his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. That's dunamis. That's the power of the Holy Spirit infuse them with boldness. God's word tells us that the righteous, those in right standing and right being with him are as bold as a lion. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. God is real. 